Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? Thank you all for being here. This space is blowing up. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. I get excited for all of my guests, but today's guests will always have a special place in my heart because they touched me personally in my NFT journey. As one of the true OGs in the crypto art renaissance, they minted their first crypto art piece on Super Rare in 2018. Ever since, they have embodied every value of Web3 before it was even being called Web3. They fully immersed themselves into the space very early on when many did not know what crypto art was. They constantly collabed with other artists in the movement, and they are constantly connecting with their community. From selling pieces for a couple hundred dollars in 2018, to their first Sotheby's piece being sold a week ago for nearly a million dollars, the journey of the Hackatow duo having conviction to bet on the future of this space can teach us all so much. And in the true spirit of blockchain and anonymity, they prefer to keep their voices muted, so today we have the honor of chatting with the curator that knows the duo better than anyone else in the space, Eleonora Breezy. What is going on? How are you, Eleonora? Hi, hello. Thank you so much for having us. Everything is good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's just such an honor to finally have you guys on the show and be able to chat about the journey because when it comes to people that have been in the NFT space since the very beginning, there is no one better than than Hackatow and yourself to come on the show and chat with us about how uh, the journey has progressed over the years. So I'd love, I always ask the same question to our guests, which is just to chat with us about one, how you met Hackatow duo and tell us a little bit about your journey with them um, in the NFT and crypto space? Yeah, so um, Hackathon's journey um, in the crypto art space, as you mentioned in your presentation, started in 2018. um, And my journey in the crypto art space started in 2018 as well, just in different parts of the world. But that's also the good part of the blockchain doesn't really matter mm-hmm. um so yeah so they tokenized that their first art piece um in may 2018 and i had uh, the first uh, encounter with uh, the magic world of art and blockchain um in uh, new york with uh, the project of pepe rare pepe oh yeah uh yeah, so I was in New York, and um, and um, the the way I met them is uh, I um, I actually interviewed them for MOCTA, the Museum of Contemporary and Digital Art, mm-hmm. and so I was the yeah the curator of the interview, and so I was put in contact with them, um, and it was September two thousand nineteen at that point. Uh, so it was one year later that we started our journey separate uh, ways. Um, and yes, and then we had this very long um, 
conversation and uh, I mean, it was more of a conversation than an interview. It, 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 it lasted for three hours and, uh, and then we never really abandoned each other anymore. We started to work together from there. I just love the story of how you guys kind of uh, met through basically the very early days of what would be the blockchain and what we now call as like Web3, but meeting each other and being able, like you said, being in totally different parts of the world, but being able to meet up and then find this amazing union where you're able to work together now uh, all the time. And so what was it for you and what was it, if you can share a little bit about where your conviction and your uh, love and that three-hour conversation where the the joy for the Hackatow duo and the art that they're creating uh, came from just to give the audience kind of an idea of what you saw very early on that now many see yeah so it was um, September 2019 so Hackatow that already had a long uh, path on you know in the crypto art space um, so but obviously things have changed uh, in, in the past year or at least couple of years. Um, but no, for me, it was just very, um, I was just very curious and amazed to get to know the story behind the artworks that I will see. So I really get how people um, are always amazed by what's behind uh, the, the art, like how, it is made, how it is created, who takes care of what, the, the, the drawings, the, the colors, the, the, the flat style that functions as a cage for the drawings and this very oniric um, uh, drawn part. Um, so it was really like to hear it from in a, at a very personal level um, and in an interview that really became like a an open conversation on what is art and you know what is an artist what is the difference between an artist like are you different as an artist and as a human being um yeah actually if 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 you have um time and will you should read the interview because there are, it's like it's a, it's a discussion about many many topics not only like crypto art it's about mm. creation it's about their whole path like even you know the like the 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 progress and um, on the choice of inks and graphite and changing of style, like style changing based also on when they moved from the city to the mountains, everything becomes more colorful. So you, you understand that hearing all of these stories is just taking you um, inside uh, something that, that it's too it's too late to come out from yeah no it's so beautiful hearing you even talk about that and I have not read the interview but it, I will have to I'll message you after and we'll try to get the link and have everyone that's in the audience have a chance to be able to read it because even just reading um, on the website and the bio and kind of the journey that I've had getting to know the Hackatow duo has just been phenomenal and I feel like I don't even I haven't even breathed much deeper than the surface and so uh, that's why I just really wanted to have you guys come on to be able to share kind of the journey and one of the things that I think is really important in any sort of journey in the NFT space is that at some point there is a 
very strong-willed conviction that this is the like this is the direction you have to go or that you want to go because you feel power in it. And so what I'd love for you to chat about for a second is where that conviction uh, came from for the Hackatow duo because they had that conviction before 99.9% of anyone else had conviction about digital <laughs> art. And so I'd love for you just to see just chat about what they saw and how and the passion that they had in the early days of crypto art, um, which now feels like decades ago, but even just three or four <laughs> years ago, what what they felt so passionately about when it came to this digital art renaissance. Well, I think uh, that as artists, they are um, characterized by um, um, they're inclined to you know, experimentation and to the will of knowing the new. Um, so it doesn't matter how it happens, but when you have this spirit, you always bring it um, with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that the spirit was there from the beginning since when they met uh, a long time ago, uh, I believe 2006, um, and then Hakatao, um, the duo was born, um, they were already experimenting with many tools and they were already experimenting with digital. So they were actually, although they were creating physical art, um, evolving, obviously, they started with the podmarks, um, sculptures, and then they, uh, they, they switched to, they didn't switch, they added um, canvases, um, and uh, so they were creating and producing physical art, but digital art was always there uh, since the beginning. It's something they're very familiar with, but somehow um, it didn't like it didn't make a lot of sense until the blockchain came. It didn't make a lot of sense in terms of like um, art movement, right? Like art mm -hmm. market. And so um, in 2018. Uh, the yeah the personal story is that they were on the mountains and um, I know that it was the season where you know the people who work in on the mountains stay home because it's cold so they worked for um, like to prepare for winter and I know that Sergio was reading uh, his favorite magazine which is about which is called uh, sciences and he he already knew about the blockchain um, but um, it didn't click yet uh, in his mind and while he was reading this article it finally clicked and then he thought mm, okay now I really get this like what if what if this really sounds it sounds really good to be applied to art mm -hmm. and so that's how uh, he googled about um, blockchain and art and of course it got to the art now blog of Jason Bailey so reach out to Jason Bailey. Jason Bailey uh, really welcome the, the message and put them in contact with this platform that uh, was um, almost, almost launching and the platform was super rare. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, they always say that it just made a lot of sense for them. Um, and it's what I hear from other people as well. For instance, yeah, like the, you know, rare Pepe people, it just makes sense. Like, digital and blockchain um uh certainly certainly digital art can have um a place in in the world and 
and then uh, the conviction that you're talking about is that, you know, obviously it's not only that, it's, it's the possibility of using new tools, uh, new language, and to be part of this very special space where there's no, no borders, uh, mm. there's no, right, like yeah. no uh, geography, there's, there's nothing. You can stay anonymous, uh, you can uh, collaborate, and you can have many disciplines coming together, and you can collaborate um, and discuss and talk and create together with people who live on the other half of the planet. Um, and so they saw the potential and the power, like how all of this is so powerful that, you know, they just believed in it. And yeah. it was very hard at the beginning to believe in it because things were really going like now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so much yeah. easier in, in 2021 to find conviction than it would have been in 2018 with so many of the risks that they had to take. And I have chatted with them a little bit about um, after I purchased a Podmork from them, I got to chatting with them about my story, and they chatted with me a little bit about their beginning years uh, of entering the space and how um, it was really difficult because they could have taken a path to try and get into galleries, but instead they kind of went into isolation and really focused on building in this space, even though there were many risks because there wasn't that necessarily wider spread adoption at that moment. I mean, most of their original works were only selling for a couple hundred dollars and people don't yeah. realize that they were often written off by the traditional art market for years as they lived in isolation so I'd love for you to chat about their journey the first few years in the space and some of those difficulties that they went through uh, in order to kind of reach the success that they have today yeah well I believe it's called choices and it's a choice that we all made um, a very clear choice like the fact of like taking yourself out of the conventional and like, you know, like uh, the conventional path and places for of the contemporary art world, we all know how it works. You have to be in the circle. To be in the circle, you have to go to openings, to parties, to everything. It's very, it very, <laughs> very comes down to parties even, you know, mm -hmm. at, networking. Where you and... don't even have, yeah, networking and parties and yeah, openings, vernissage and to to the point to a certain point where you don't even have the time to create. There are many artists who have these problems. So uh they they also moved for personal reasons, of course. Um, because at the time the city Milan wouldn't be uh, you know, welcoming uh, for a kid to live there. That that's that's what they think. Mm -hmm. um and and so they moved to the mountains and so in this way they so that they isolate themselves but they found a space in nature where um where they can you know create and create surrounded by nature this is what i was talking about like regarding like even colors becoming brighter and inks becoming uh more black Mm. And, and thick and and precise right um it's not it what you see when you're surrounded by nature uh it's not it's not the same uh colors and the same i mean the sort of perception that you have when you live in milan yeah. um and and also i think like i was 
amazed by the fact that they were pioneers. Even, I mean, what happened with COVID, uh, which pretty much the whole world was connected um, um, through internet and uh, the biggest luxury became to be in nature during COVID because people who had to stay in an apartment, Mm -hmm. you really, like, we really understood what cities are, how they're built, uh, you know, who they are for. Uh, and what it means to live in nature, and 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 so we we found ourselves to um, really in this um, uh, couple of uh, words, which is nature and technology, and they were already doing that for for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I mean, the entire story of even just moving to the mountains and taking risks that no one, you know, at the time, many would have said that they, you know, they may not be able to be successful or they may not. I, I know that it's not about the money for Hackatow. They never were doing it in blockchain art because of, you know, the money. And that's probably why the money ends up coming to them, because it's all about the beauty and the, the work in itself. And so I'd love for you just to chat a little bit about, um, you know, the kind of their mindset about moving and taking on and going on the blockchain and taking this risk and maybe not necessarily making lots of money. And then all of a sudden now with so many of the massive sales and them getting all this attention, kind of the, uh, you know, what, what their thoughts are about everything that's been happening in the last year since uh, the mass adoption is starting to kind of take hold. Yeah, again, uh, it, it, it comes down to choices. So if you, if you um, of course, it was difficult at the beginning for, um, for all of us. Um, I personally, I was accused even by my family that I moved to New York for, you know, like to take care of digital frogs. So mm-hmm. all of us had to go through, <laughs> through uh, like, uh, <laughs> through judgment. And, and this is what pioneering pretty much me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, they, they, they did take the risk. Um, but again, if you ask them, they will answer you that they're on, they only see a way, which is the way of their art. They felt that they were doing good, that they were doing right. Yeah. And they were creating, they were creating and they were making art. They, they will just see their art. They go farther, they go, you know, like they keep going on and they create art. And at a certain point, it happened what happened. Mm -hmm. So what is their thoughts about what happened um, in this last year? Um, Yeah, I mean, we obviously we often talked about this more lived uh, this than than talked about this. Things changed um, for real. And, um, I mean, everything, like starting from organizing, uh, something that now is a Hackathon studio, uh, from, you know, like numbers of projects, uh, but also like the satisfaction and, um, uh, you know, of, of like being, um, of, of your efforts yeah. and beliefs to be recognized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah you know that's that kind of that kind of like yes i i knew i knew that this would happen yeah. uh, maybe we didn't we didn't think that it will happen this fast mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. Yeah, it's just both you and Hackatow for the conviction that you guys have had in this space for years and years is so inspiring. And just you and in yourself too, Eleanor, it's just incredible to hear your story and um, the moves that you made as well and the conviction that you've had since the beginning. And I mean, it just makes sense. Every... Uh, that they kind of connected to you because everything about the Hackatow duo, every time I've chatted with them, it's just so authentic and they're so kind and their spirit is so full and you can feel that in the art, but you can also, yeah. any time that you chat with them, you like, you just, you feel that in their spirit. And I think that is what kind of draws you people into their art because you almost don't even need to talk to them to feel kind of that positive energy that just is, is blasting from the seams in all of the art that they put out. Yes. Um, and I mean, uh, it, I, I am <laughs> at this point, I am too involved even personally uh, with them to, to, to think that, you know, like I only consider their art and I don't consider them as a person. I do consider them as people and they are mm -hmm. just the way you describe them. Um, but I mean, art comes from people, so uh, yeah. really, it really goes together. That makes sense, and, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, they've they've partnered and collabed with so many other legends in the space just because of the time that they've been <laughs> in the space, and basically they grew with others that believed in the potential of the space and were taking risks as well. Um, I don't think many people recognize or even know that on top of you know, creating art. They also, um, like in terms of collecting crypto punks and things like that, they also are, they, they've also taken a very active position in, you know, putting their, the, the gains that they've made or any money that they've made, it seems like they've put a lot of that back into collecting as well and believing in the true potential of where the space is heading. And so I'd love for you to just chat about their journey as collectors too, not just creating, but they've also uh, found themselves collecting and being a part of uh, the journey of uh, supporting others in the space. Yeah, I think um, if you talk about them supporting others in the space and also like giving, as you said, like giving uh, the money back to the space more than their activity as collectors, which is still minor compared uh, to their activity as artists. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what they, I mean, what they, the, the what they truly, what they did, which is truly amazing, is that they created an ecosystem around them for which the way that they put back this money is not uh, by collecting. I think that the first um, way they do it is that they, you know, like they make sure that every time that they create an artwork, uh, I mean, not every time, but very often, the artwork has um, customized music. So they never take music, already existing music from anywhere. This means that they commission music to other creators. That is one example. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, like even, even with me, I mean, uh, they're not, uh, it's not mandatory to have a curator or to have, to have, oh, sorry, to have a curated text for um, art pieces, but they really believe, I mean, they always believed and supported uh, 
curators um, very much. And this is also another way to create sus sustainability, right? To, to have a curator or different curators for, for your art pieces, or they collaborate with, um, say, more uh, with younger, I mean, younger to the space artists. Um, you know, they, they, if they like the way, um, if they like the, the other creator, they just, uh, they, they decide to collaborate with them and it's a great support for them. Or even look what they created, we created uh, together this project, which is called Remix Me. This, yeah. this has been huge for, for the community. There are so many artists who are tokenizing for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on Maker's Place, they are there and they are tokenizing and showing their art together with Hakatao, which are, and they are perfectly um, unknown artists and they are, you know, they're part of the drop and they put their, their piece to be remixed. So always giving possibility to collaborations and even to uh, projects that are very um, uh, inclined towards community this i think this is what they do in terms of creating an like an economy a sustainable economy an ecosystem and, and give back money to the crypto art space this should really be considered like even in in the remix me project they all the artists who participate um are getting shares when hakatao sell their their own art pieces yeah so that's how you support the space they support other creators they support curators and they support um uh you know um like the music space um yeah I they think just that's continue yeah they continue to find ways to bring people into the ecosystem and i mean the remix me uh, the remix is just such an awesome um, collaboration, especially because it's an ongoing one, and the tokenomics behind it are so unique. And uh, everyone, they're like you said, like you're able to spotlight different artists in in their own right that maybe wouldn't have had the platform before. And and like you said, even when it comes to curators or you know when when I was purchasing the Podmork from them, I could tell that the gallery that believes in them. It was just as important to make sure that they were getting a cut. And it's just like making sure that everyone is uh, honored and appreciated for believing in them. And it just goes to show, too, it kind of links back to the power of um, Web3 in terms of building a community because the you only are going to get as much good as you put out into Web3 and blockchain. And so I just think it's so powerful to continue to hear that because it sounds like that's kind of been their mission and their motto ever since the beginning of creating. Yes. Um, they have a, you know, they even created like a, a social currency. They have a strong community around. Uh, they're working on a major project which is very uh, uh, community oriented um, which will be revealed soon uh, and it's about avatars um, for which they you know they they heard and they wanted the feedback of the community there's a project that they created with together with so many people and so many feedbacks mm -hmm. um, so yes 
Yeah, it's just so it's so exciting to see the ways that they continue to um, collaborate. I, I don't know. It's the are you talking about the party degenerates? Is that the profile or is this a separate one that they're doing on their own? Uh, new project. A newer uh, project. Which was yeah. It's just so exciting to see everything that they come up with. And um, I want to go back to some of the art because I definitely have some questions and I don't think everyone knows the answers to some of these questions about their art. I mean, there's definitely trends in each art piece. And I know that you chatted already in this interview about how when you first met them, how, you know, just sitting down with them three hours probably flew by as you were just chatting with them about their work. And so I'd love for you, one thing that I wanted to start with, because in the bio, even on the the website it talks about how the podmork is really referred to the, them as the big bang and and you know i recently collected one of the amazing podmorks i was on a mission to find one for months and finally was able to get in touch with them but it just captures i believe the mind and soul in the details of the work and so i'd love for you just to chat about the origination of how the podmork got created and what it represents to the artist because i know it's like their baby yeah, it's their baby, it's their big bang. And um, yeah, uh, so when they met, um, they were, the first time they were doing uh, different things, uh, I mean, separately. Um, uh, but um, Sergio was already working on this uh, little creatures um, that, uh, you know, were somehow were not complete. Um, so they were missing like a vest, they were missing their, their, you know, like their, their clothes. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and yes. And, and that's where, that's when, uh, Nadia came into the scene and, you know, she put color and they, uh, perfected the shape and, uh, they started to work together on these creatures, these this totem creatures, and they found um, probably the first time that they found the balance. I mean, their balance that is really um, major in their art. And so, and yes, so this is how, it, it is the first thing that they have done together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when, when you meet for the first time and you create for the first time, all these ideas and that you had for years. And I just find very, um, I mean, the best part of this story of the Podmorks, I think the fact that, you know, Sergio knows that it is like he feels that it is incomplete, and uh, she completes it. It's mm. of course it's the Big Bang. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, without the without mm. it becoming Hakatau and the duo, the Podmork would have never been complete and would have never been in would have never felt. Uh, you know, the... well, you know, probably without the Podmorks, we wouldn't have the duo. Mm. I will say. Wow. Yeah, that is that's insane. So who does uh, do they both do the fine like the fine detail, the drawings? Who is that uh, come from more? And tell us a little bit more about the fine details and the drawings and the pieces. It always seems like they have a connection to the bigger picture of what the piece represents. And so I'd love for you to chat about the details in their drawings that are always in their pieces. 
No, uh, the the work, um, I mean, I think that if you look at their art pieces, it is very clear and evident that it is a forehand work. Um, I had this conversation with many people uh, who didn't know that they're a couple. And the moment they hear they're a couple, they're like, I knew it. This is not going to be, this cannot be like only two hands mm -hmm. uh, on, on deck. Um, and um, no, so Sergio takes care of the drawn part. So all the details that you see um, uh, in black and white, um, it, it is him um, who draws um, everything. And uh, this, this really like uh, free flow of drawings, this is the way that he, um, that he creates um, and he operates. And Nadia, um, she's, as I was mentioning earlier, the cage, uh, she creates the, you know, the shape, the form of the art, mm -hmm. the, what, what it's going to, I mean, she creates that container that will give uh, uh, a limit uh, to the drawings that, that otherwise would, Will continue forever yeah. so uh she she traces these borders to be respected and then she takes care of the flat style colorful part i i just i mean it puts a smile on my face even chatting to you about it because it's just uh when you hear the story it's like you the two souls merging together is the whole is one is art in itself when it comes to these pieces Yes, it's a Tao. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the name Hakatao and how they came up and where that came from, because I love that story too. Yeah, well, you got it. It's a Tao, which is in a young, and I think that it's, uh, you know, we 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 get why, and um, hack um, hacker uh, hacking uh, going under the skin, and and hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with, with details. Oh, I love that. Okay, one thing that I've always been curious about, I've never found the answer for, which I'm sure it's somewhere, but the number 23 is constantly in almost all their works. <laughs> is that something that is a secret? Like, is yes, there... it is. Okay. No, it is, it is something. Okay, what it is, is something. where They're does the 23, <laughs> what does that represent? I've always been so curious why that reappears in every uh... piece. Or is that something? Uh, so 23 is their lucky number. It's everywhere. It's in the number of editions. It's in the pieces. It's in everywhere. Yeah, I believe that I can say that it's the day of uh, uh, Nadia's birthday. Oh, okay. So it's... A, it's... But it became like, a, you know, a very Hakatao's number. Yes. Yeah. And it always has. Everything they do, even a lot of their editions are 23 uh, and yeah. it's always so cool to see, but it's just a, it's basically a number that unifies them or some like that they've kind of taken on and it just represents their, like the two souls uniting again. Yeah. I love that. What has been in your journey, Eleanor, I'm going to ask you like a more personal question just for yourself. What has been in your journey working with them and, um, you know, the last couple of years and this last year, especially what has been some of the, uh, most, you know, memorable moments for you uh, working with the duo and kind of as a curator, almost finding uh, like one 
uh, one artist, or in this case, a duo, that you can really unite to. I know that a lot of curators are so used to curating all kinds of different pieces, um, you know, but when you just have this passion and conviction with and kind of alignment to Hackatow, I'd love for you to just chat about your journey um, kind of growing with them the last couple of years. What's that been like for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I, I, you know, I feel that we grew together, obviously, in different, um, not in different fields, different roles. Uh, but we really uh, did grow. And um, yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously, I love to work with them. Every time is a, uh, every time is a new adventure, not only for the RPs that is going to be created for which you know there's a lot of research behind every time uh different topics uh there is a lot of research of stimuli um um you know like um everything that could stimulate their creation and but also details about what they want to talk about that will be um appearing in the drawing so every time even for personal knowledge is very you know, it's just great. Like you ha just have to research for a certain amount of time about uh, some things that are going to contribute to the creation of the artwork. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I mean, on uh, 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 the personal level, uh, you know, the at a certain we were uh, together with projects together that they gave me the possibility to do uh, for them with them. Um, and I don't know, it's just the, for me, it was the adventure of having this uh, show in Rome and they were there with their works. And, you know, it was probably the first time that uh, so something, something it was October 2020, something somehow uh, started to move. Like we will feel, okay, something is happening. There's something <laughs> in movement here. It's not like one year ago or like two months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, something is happening and then it was January 2021 and we had this piece um, it was the first um, Hakatao space in dialogue with an ancient piece and it was Moses uh, by this Italian master Gurcino and you know like the the way that it was um, welcomed uh, in the crypto art space and even in you know traditional art space was really uh, beyond expectations. And again, I mean, we don't, we don't only talk about money. We talk about like how uh, an artwork is received by, by uh, different audiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so we were together and it's like, this is happening. This, there is something happening here. And it was uh, January, 2021. So it, it was really like a big adventure to see from the first text that I wrote for them, which was January, 2019. It was the first time that we're like, you know, we have this art piece. Do you want to try to write something? Let's see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. And even for me, like they contributed to pretty much to shape um, like a job because I mean, like an art curator in the crypto art space, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it really is like a, a role that we created together. Um, sometimes it's a text, sometimes it's other things, sometimes you are their voice, uh, sometimes uh, 
you know, it's art shows, uh, physical, uh, virtual. And so, you know, we, we just started, um, I guess um, the, the thing that I love at most is that every day we have to change something to take a better, better road to mm. get to this goal, which we don't know what it is, but mm. you have to play, uh, you have to play by ear each day because the space is so dynamic. And so there is so much discussion involved um, every single day that that is uh, probably the, the biggest part of the adventure. That's amazing. I'm going to ask one more question, but if you have a question in the audience, go ahead and start hitting that request button. Let's bring up some questions um, from you guys. Maybe you have a question for Eleonora or for the Hackatow duo that she can answer, but go ahead and hit that request button. If you have a question, I'd love to have some audience voice as well. Um, but while we're waiting for some people to uh, request, I was curious, um, you know, obviously since the scene is blowing up now and we're getting a lot more mainstream or many more people are at least looking at some of the OGs that have been in the space for years and years, you're starting to see uh, bigger buyers come in. You're starting to see probably more people wanting to partner and do collaborations with Hackatow. So I'd love for you to just chat maybe about um, the time that goes into each piece that they do and, you know, the difficulty right now of probably having so many people wanting to do different collaborations or pieces uh, or galleries and now having to even, you know, turn people away and, you know, what that process has been like. Yeah. Um... It, it took and it's still taking um, structure. Um, so, I mean, um, it is difficult. <laughs> we, we are tired. Um, but um, I try to remember every day and then do the same. This is good. This is good times. <laughs> this yeah. is good problems. This is good, busy. Everything is good. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so if you if you try to remember that, um, I mean, and, and yeah, all these big actors who came like I personally like uh, the project with Blondie, for instance, was a huge project um, that took. Um, I mean, you ask how long it takes for them to create an art piece or an art series. It, ta it takes some time because. You know, there is the research part, and then there is the creation part, and then there is the the like um, exhibition and display part, and mm -hmm. then when it is a collaboration, it's double work. There is the you know like music uh, coming from uh, Blondie, who um, you know who needs to fit that needs to fit the artwork and vice versa, and the concept for something like that, what is the concept for a collaboration with Blondie? As you mentioned, Hakatao, they are, you know, we, we're trying to create um, art projects, not just drops. Mm -hmm. So uh, it does require time. But again, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's very tiring, but the, for the creative forces that you have around, personally, myself, with Sergio, Nadia, Blondie team, and uh, I don't know, uh, uh, like uh, even, you know, Debbie, she created uh, the poem. 
for the piece and um, uh, the the um, um, the guitar player he created um, uh, the the soundtrack. Um, I mean, you deal with these people, which is it's a good. Um, it's a good tire. Yeah, it's like uh, you. It. I mean, you, it's you're so drawn in with the the passion and the energy that it's like you don't even realize that time is ticking away. Or when you finally do pass out, it's just like you get such good sleep because you finally like finally take <laughs> a step back because you hear people talk about it in the space. Do you feel like that? Do you feel the energy has shifted? Have you guys felt that change in the last year versus, you know, in 2018, 2019? Or, or has there always been a lot of energy around, you know, in the in the art space and the crypto art space uh, and that feeling of like urgency and, you know, uh, drive and just working with people? Has that just been something that's that's been there or has that even been escalated more in the last year? Um. I think that it's different. Um, I mean, the energy is always there because there's always something new to do and to experiment with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and especially for artists, they are artists. So right. they will always find uh, they need to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a curate, from this is my very personal answer. Yeah. Um, I think yes that the energy um is a bit different and you have uh more exciting things um happening like for instance you know these collaborations with blondie for instance uh not only because it's blondie but because you you get to organize panels and discussions about how blockchain can affect music Mm. how finally disciplines can come together how you know so it it is very uh, stimulating um uh and motivating uh but um i really hope uh, personally that we will um we will go towards um i mean in the blockchain space i really hope that we'll be able to use the blockchain um for the creation part which we are not using or at least we're using probably the one percent so like smart contracts um apply to creation of art something new i think like i uh yeah we need something new what we're doing with the dynamic token um i think that it's something new and i really love it oh it's so Um, cool it's such a fascinating concept of the token and I know 888 had talked about how he saw it changing in his wallet. Oh, he did? Yeah, which is just <laughs> so cool. I mean, for the collector, too, to be able to experience that. Yeah. Um, but it's just so cool. I mean, you guys are true innovators, and it seems like every new project you do or anyone you collab with, it's always, you know, cutting edge. It's You're always wanting to be uh, pushing forward and leaning in just like you have been for the last few years and you guys uh both you elnora and the duo i just wanted to let you know how much uh the community and i myself appreciate just how driven you have been even during the the slowest times and the hardest times over the last couple years and uh no one is more deserving you know than all of this uh success 
than uh, than Hackatow and yourself um, because you guys just have been pioneers from the very beginning and the artwork is just majestic in every way and so I just I'm so honored to be able to even share the stage with you guys and uh, be able to have you on the show and I really appreciate everything that you've done for the NFT movement and the digital art movement. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you so much, uh, uh, Honor, as well. Um, thank you so much for having us. Of course. Well, we are going to, we'll go ahead and wrap up. I didn't see anyone requesting to come up, so we'll wrap up the show. But is there anything that you wanted to share that's coming out? I know that you may, maybe if you wanted to chat about the piece that was just released with the Flamingo Dow that I just saw right before we were coming on is so beautiful with the pinball action. Uh, but if there's anything that you wanted to chat about coming up that people may look out for uh, from the duo. Uh, there are many things coming up, but you just um, follow Hackatow's tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just and turn you your will... notifications on for Hackatow. Yes, I'm sure that you will know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think. No, no, no. Yeah, just, um, yeah, there are many things coming. Uh, just stay tuned. That's so exciting. I'm so, so grateful that you were on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close it out uh, and take us to the outro, but it's just been such an honor to get to hear more of a story of an o a true OG when it comes to crypto art, one of the first in the space to really go all in. And it's just so amazing to be able to have you guys on the show. This has been another Thank you. of Better Cat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.